Well, Razorback fans, let's bring back What If Wednesday. What if KJ Jefferson won the Heisman Trophy in 2023? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. As we know, it's slowing down in the time and the space of Razorback sports and uh, we'll keep you updated on anything that's going on, which we'll talk about here in the next couple of segments. Got some recruiting news for football, a uh, big weekend for them, as well as uh, some baseball connections there, too, with uh, Kansas, because uh, they got another transfer out of the portal. But still, uh, what I did top, top three, top Tuesday, however you want to call it. Uh, I did one of those yesterday, and it actually got a lot of interaction from, from different people. Sometimes it was uh, fans of other teams. But it was uh, still pretty fun to just talk about the perspective, or at least the option, uh, the prediction, the possibility, however you want to put it, of Arkansas winning 10 games and you know, top reasons why they could. And I wanted to do something similar to that in dealing with football for a What If Wednesday. Because again, for those of you who are just new to the podcast uh, this summer, last summer when we did this, every Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, we always would do a top reasons why and then a what if Wednesday like looking back on time and saying like what if Bobby Petrino didn't wreck his motorcycle like things like that and we'll be doing it again this this summer and who knows maybe for Thursday I'll come up with other some kooky theme to go along with it as well but today's question comes in the form of a Heisman trophy Arkansas football has never won a Heisman uh, the closest that they have ever gotten was Darren McFadden and he was back-to-back runner-ups in 06 and 07 I think that one of those years, he definitely deserved to win the Heisman. And no, it was not in 07. He deserved it in 06. But they gave it to Troy Smith because they had never given it to a sophomore before. And then what happened the next year with Tim Tebow? They gave it to a sophomore. So if, if somebody, if a, high, if a sophomore had won it before McFadden in 2006, then he would have won the Heisman that year. That's just my opinion. Not to go over sp- spilled milk or anything like that. But that's the closest that they've ever been. And they've had guys that's been there in the list of numbers and everything as far as the odds go. And right now, if you go to FanDuel, you can see the odds for Heisman Trophy winners this upcoming season. Now, there are a lot of names getting thrown around, and there are a lot of names that uh, are ahead of uh, what, what Arkansas would have. But you know, right now, Caleb Williams is the, uh, is the favorite, not surprising. Bo Nix is second. That's just wild to me. Uh, Jordan Travis, Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels from LSU, which is a joke. Uh, Drake May at North Carolina. Uh, Quinn Ewers at Texas. A uh, few names of note. Uh, and they got Marvin Harrison Jr. in there in the mix as well. But coming in at plus 5,000 in those odds is KJ Jefferson. Now, if you want to rank those odds, KJ's coming in at about fifth, tied for fifth, if I'm not mistaken, tied for fifth, tied for sixth on the best odds to win the Heisman Trophy this year. And, you know, it's about right. I think still K.J. Jefferson is the best quarterback in the SEC. I think K.J. has so much upside and 
really has taken steps forward each and every year that he's been at Arkansas. And I think that this upcoming year is going to be, whether it's statistically or whatever, as long as he stays healthy, which we all know is vastly important, um, that I believe this is going to be KJ Jefferson's best year as a Razorback. Now, when you talk about a quarterback's best year, in a lot of cases, that can be just the amount of yards that they throw, their touchdown to interception ratio, their completion percentage, all of that mixed in together, throwing in the team success to go along with it. And when you roll that all up, if you think about the best quarterback to have all the boxes checked in a single season for Arkansas, you know, you probably look at Orion Mallett or Tyler Wilson and the years that they pulled that off of uh, having 10 wins and uh, being there where they had over 3,000 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, and you know maybe throw in a Clint Sterner back in 1998. Uh, Quinn Grovey had some good years. Joe Ferguson had, uh, had a good year. Like It hasn't happened very often where you've been able to mix the great quarterback performance, checking a lot of boxes in the quarterback room and also as a, just a quarterback in general, and equating it also with the success on the field itself, having the wins to go along with and the team to go along with it. And the reason I bring those up is because, folks, to win the Heisman, that's what you have to do. They're not going to give the Heisman Trophy to a player on a 6-16. Six and 16. It's just not going to happen. I think the worst record, at least here in the modern era, that a team had where their player, a quarterback still, or their player just won the Heisman was Florida, actually. I think they went 8-4 and four that year and maybe 9-3. and three. I know that that was their record. Baylor with RG3 also went something similar to that. But that's about the worst you can do if you want to be a Heisman Trophy contender. And so if K.J. Jefferson is going to be a legitimate contender for the Heisman Trophy in 2023, he has to, one, stay healthy. That first, foremost, second most, third most, most important things. Two, he has to have a great individual year, a better year than what he had in the previous seasons increasing pretty much in every regard. And three, he's got to have a team and leading a team that has at least nine regular season wins. That seems to be at least what gets you in the door, what gets your foot in the door, what gets you to New York City and in the conversation. Now, can those things happen? Absolutely. Like we talked about yesterday, there are reasons to believe that Arkansas could have a nine, 10 win season if everything goes great, if everything goes their way. It's possible. It's not likely, but it's possible. So on top of that, what will K.J. Jefferson then have to do? What will he have to do in addition to having those three boxes checked to be able to actually take home the Heisman Trophy for the first time and Razorback has ever done that in in Razorback history? Well, it's going to take almost, I hate to put it this way because this is just how it is in college football. College football, and especially the Heisman, is, is a very political thing. You can say whatever you want, but it is. If they have a quarterback at USC, we'll take Caleb Williams, for instance. I'm not taking anything away from him as a player. I'm just using him as, as an example. But if you have a quarterback that's at USC and has a great year, a great year, say USC goes 10-2 and two this year, and he has really great numbers, and then they have a quarterback in K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas, whose team also went 10-2. And, and K.J. Jefferson had even better numbers, percentages, touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, whatever. If that 
was the playing field for both those people, the Heisman Trophy is going to go to Caleb Williams. It's because it's, it's very political. It's like, oh, well, you know, USC. And USC has prestige. And that's, that's really who it needs to go to. It, it could be the same way with USC. It could be the same way with Texas. It could be the same way with LSU, Bama, um, Ohio State. There are certain places that'll have it to where if you have a quarterback or a player that's better than what the counter is to one of those big prestigious programs, they're still going to lean towards giving it to the player from the prestigious program. I, I, think, I don't think that's a defeatist attitude. I just think that's a reality that we all need to start living in. So it would have to be where the other quarterbacks at these major schools and these major universities almost forced the hand where they didn't have as great of a year, forced the hand to where they had to vote for K.J. Jefferson. And then, and only then do I believe, he would actually get the credit that he deserves, get the praise that he deserves, gets the accolade that he deserves of being a Heisman Trophy winner. So let's just play that fun what-if game because that's what this podcast is all about today. What if K.J. Jefferson wins the Heisman? What if all those things I just laid out for everybody actually came to fruition? Which, you know, people were like, oh, you're insane. Okay, Derrick McFadden should have won it. It's possible to win it at Arkansas. So let's lay it out. Let's say KJ stays healthy. He has a phenomenal year statistically. The team win 10 games. The other quarterbacks at these big-time universities don't have near as good of a year, or at least not even in the same stratosphere of what KJ Jefferson's been able to do. And he actually pulled it off, and he actually got the benefit. He actually got the praise that he deserves, and he won the Heisman Trophy. He was able to hoist it right there in New York City for everybody to see, and Arkansas got their very first Heisman Trophy winner ever. What if that happened? Well, the ramifications that would come after it would be not only incredible, incredible praise and, and absolute everything about K.J. Jefferson. He would go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play at Arkansas. The conversation's over. Greatest quarterback ever. He would be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Maybe even a top-ten pick in the NFL draft if he got that. He would be iconic. He would be legendary. He would be remembered. He'd be revered. And he would be somebody that was respected and, and remembered for years to come, not only at Arkansas, but in the SEC in general. That's what it would mean for KJ in taking his career to a next level. But what would it mean to Arkansas? What if K.J. Jefferson won the Heisman? What would that mean to Arkansas? Well, it would mean that Sam Pittman got the best year of any coach that they've had. I mean, you could even say it was better than anything Bobby Petrino did just because of having the 10-2 year on top of being able to have a Heisman Trophy winner. It would be arguably the greatest season that Arkansas has had since joining the SEC. It would get Sam Pittman a... Lot of money, rightfully so. Contract extension. It would have all the assistant coaches getting raises and doing whatever they could to stay. It would be quarterbacks from all over the country looking towards what Arkansas does and say, you know what, I want to go there because they got a Heisman winner. They did that with KJ. What could they do with me? It would open up the recruiting. It would open up the money. The pipeline would come flying in. Recruiting would be increased. Um, Dan Enos, who knows? Maybe he would get a head coaching job right out of the gate, going somewhere else because of him coaching a Heisman Trophy winner and doing it all in one year. It, it would just have 
the greatest of impact on the Razorback football program. Other than maybe winning a national championship, you know, maybe winning the SEC, but it would be able to really catapult you into a stratosphere that you have not seen in a very, very long time. Now, I want to be clear about it just like I was yesterday. I'm not predicting K.J. Jefferson to win the hype. I'm not. But is it possible? Is it possible for him to be healthy all year long? Is it possible for him to have a much better season statistically than what he's had before? Is it possible for Arkansas to win double-digit games? Is it possible for these other quarterbacks and these other conferences at these other major teams to not have as good of a year as K.J. Jefferson? Is it all possible? It absolutely is. That's why places like FanDuel and everyone else has K.J. Jefferson with decent odds of winning the Heisman. It can happen. It can happen. And if it does happen, somehow, it would be one of the greatest stories and one of the greatest moments and one of the most proudest days for Razorback fans. Not only to be proud of K.J. Jefferson and the accomplishments he had as an individual student-athlete, but proud of the fact that Arkansas finally has something that they can point to in the football realm of things since joining the SEC to where they say, yeah, we have that, though. Haven't won an SEC title. You've played for them four times, I guess. You haven't won any of them. Sucks. But you know what? A lot of teams haven't. You haven't won a national championship. You haven't played in the college football playoff. And those things you want to do and you want to have them come and happen soon, but you haven't done them yet. But you won the Heisman. Your guy won the Heisman. Quarterback that stayed stayed with you won the Heisman. It's possible. May not be likely, but it's possible. You know what is possible, or what's is more impossible actually, is feeling good when you're wearing shorts. Yeah, there's certain shorts that feel a lot better than others, right? Well, let me tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs are the creme de la creme when it comes to shorts bringing in comfort, flexibility, style, all of the things going on. They got it with Bird Dogs. If you haven't checked them out, you need to go over to birddogs.com slash college. Check it out. You'll see all the different types of items that they have, whether it's shorts or pants or whatever it is that you're looking for. And when you see them, you're like, okay, let me look at a picture. Like, ah, you know, it looks good. I hear that they're comfortable. I hear that, that you're John, that idiot on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast, tell me how comfortable they are. I can't tell how comfortable they are by looking at a picture. Order some. Order one. Try them out for yourself. I promise you. When you get them in the mail and you put them on for the first time, it's going to blow your mind. It's not going to blow your pants off because you're going to never want to take them off. It is incredible to see what bird dogs, how they look, feel, and everything they have going for them. It's incredible. So check it out for yourself. Get you some. Birddogs.com slash locked on college. And if you go there too, you get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take off your bird dogs. I can promise you that. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. We're going to move through a couple of these quickly because uh, there's not a whole lot going on with them, but I just want to give an update. This one's from Richard Davenport of uh, wholehawksports.com, which I kind of screwed up a few of the things that he had to say on my radio show today. So I'm going to make sure I do it right here on uh, the podcast. But Arkansas has got a huge visit, a huge visit of Razorback football, potential Razorback football players and currently committed football players heading this weekend in Fayetteville. In fact, it's the largest group of prospects that are going to be visiting this month. 
And I was looking at the list. And again, some of them are already committed to Arkansas, some of the four-star players that are committed. But if you look at some of the names and, and some of the offers that they have, it, it's incredible. Like you got a D lineman who's 6'5", 250 out of Mississippi who has 20 scholarship offers. You have uh, a guy out of Alabama who's actually the brother of Tevis Metcalf, or, uh, TJ Metcalf, which is Tevis Metcalf, uh, who's got a lot of offers. You got Jaden Ball, who is a four-star picked, who's already committed, who picked Arkansas over Florida, South Carolina, and Louisville. You got uh, Xavier Atkins, a linebacker of Houston, who is a four-star LSU commitment and has visited Fayetteville twice. You have Fletcher Westfall, who is a four-star offensive lineman with offers to Arkansas, Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, and Florida, and who has visited Fayetteville three times. You got another offensive lineman uh, from uh, Arkansas, actually, Cade Branham uh, from Fort Smith Southside. Arkansas A&M Ole Miss offers. He's announcing his decision on June 26th. How about a linebacker from Alabama with a four-star linebacker, that is. Alabama, Auburn, Oklahoma, Louisville, and Arkansas offered. You got a wide receiver, four-star, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Louisville, also from Mississippi. You got a defensive back, Ashton Hampton from Florida, four-star player. Arkansas, Florida, Clemson, Florida State offers. You have a four-star wide receiver out of Texas, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Nebraska, TCU, and Kansas State. Like, that's incredible. And those are just the ones that haven't really committed yet or haven't had their decision just yet. Like, this is it's a straight – I'm telling you, Sam Pittman and his staff, give credit where credit is due. I don't know if they're going to get any of these guys to commit. I don't know. I feel good about some of them. But just the fact that you're getting so many of these guys on campus. Folks, we're talking about – like they've hit Mississippi, the state of Mississippi in recruiting, better than I think Arkansas's ever had anybody hit Mississippi. Like, I'm not kidding about that. Like, this is incredible. What they've been able to do has just been awesome, and you got to give credit. Now, you got to show it up on the field. you got to have the performance on the field. you got to be able to win on the field. I think we all understand that. We get it. But you're telling me that these visits that they're having are really panning out, really working out, and it seems like with some of the new coaching additions that they've made from the offseason, they've been hitting the state of Mississippi extremely hard and having success with it. Which makes sense because Mississippi does produce some talent and it's literally a neighboring state of yours. I've always felt like Arkansas, when it comes to recruiting, you want to get good players no matter where they come from. But I feel like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, like those are the ones you really need to be hitting home. I just named, I guess, the bordering states, but those are the ones you really need to pay attention to. And if you get if you get some out of, you know, like a Georgia or a Florida, that's great too. But I never understood why Arkansas didn't have that really hammered home. In fact, I always remember, you know, I know it's not sour grapes or anything, but just the reality. Brett Bielma, when he was the head coach, he's like, oh, I'm going to recruit Florida. It's like, okay, that's that's good. But then he's like, oh, yeah, we got a person that's up there recruiting, uh, you know, Illinois and Wisconsin and Minnesota and all that. I was like, okay, like you got Frank Ragnow, who's really good, but, you know, they're, they're, you're not going to have a whole lot of luck, I feel like, not going or going with that I just don't feel like you should go in Texas and they just never were going into Texas enough then Chad Morris came in he's like oh I'm gonna go to Texas and yeah I know you went down to the crapper and made it horrible so anyways good job for Sam Pittman hopefully they keep it up and they got a big visit weekend coming up so uh we'll get into our final segment on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast coming up next so stay with us you are locked on Razorbacks 
your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, Arkansas baseball continues uh, to hit it up in the transfer portal. As I got another Kansas transfer, like they, they got that connection up there, man, at the Kansas uh, pipeline. Uh, Josenberger was from Kansas, and we know how good he was. And they've already gotten another player from uh, the Kansas area, and they got another one too. This time it's a left-handed pitcher with an absolutely outstanding first name, <clears throat> Stone Hewlett. His first name's Stone. He's a left-handed pitcher. I like him already. Seems like he's got great hair too. Anyways, he's 6'1", 190. He appeared in 28 games out of the bullpen. Has a 4.68 ERA, um, struck out 42 batters. Let's see, walked 13 as a junior. He led the team with three saves, and his 28 appearances in the regular season were third in the Big 12. He's actually from Kansas. He attended Rockhurst High School in Kansas before becoming a Jayhawk. Entered the portal May 31st, which was, you know, just a few weeks ago, and uh, he's they've they've really been piling it up. In fact, it's crazy. So they got him and they also got first baseman Jack Wagner who was from Tarleton State. Now Hewlett and Wagner are former teammates of Arkansas center fielder Tavian Josenberger at Kansas. So there's where all the connections are coming in. You got two players that have committed that are out of the portal that are coming to Arkansas that attended Kansas and played with Josenberger. So maybe there's some uh, element of recruiting going on there too but hey listen I'll take all the left-handed pitchers. I'm not saying he needs to come in and be an ace. It'd be great if he is. I mean, like people probably see his numbers and are like, ah, well, you know, that's not great and impressive. I want lefties. I want guys with experience. I want guys who can play. And we know that you can never have too many pitchers as we found out this past year. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. But still, uh, good pickup for Dave Van Horn and for his staff. And hopefully they keep it rolling. But I'm liking the direction they're going. And uh, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. But certainly looking up to be another great year next year with a lot of the talent on the team, too. Appreciate everybody listening in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.